welcome to Reptar Screenings, episode 73. I'm your host, Dan. With me is our regular host, Jackson. What's up? And Destiny. Movies! You, Destiny sounds bad because she fucked up her mic. <laughs> you oh. broke your microphone! It was an accident. She was storing it weird with the cord vent and it fucked up the USB port. Why um, are you shaming me in front of company? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so i'm just saying that's why you sound weird and we'll hopefully be fixed by next time we'll see uh if you can get another mic in time uh, hopefully <clears throat> movies who's seen a fucking movie jackson go I, i've seen a movie yeah i watched heat the other week oh right feels like that was eight month thousand we've been i know we were people someone was in my cur- uh, curious cat retrospect being like where's reference screenings destiny starting a new term i was sick yeah, you know, dental stuff. It's just been rough. One of them was my fault, right? One of them. I I think the it, last. I think the I last think, two weeks we've missed have both been my, me and Destiny's fault. Yeah, no, it's okay. not you. It's it's scheduling and me. You have having... you have been the cause of us missing before, but this time you're free. Blameless Jackson. Yeah, I was, that's such right. They call me Blameless Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Generally speaking, uh, that is what they call me. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been all up in the air. Uh, we're here. We're here to talk about us uh, movies. But yes, heat. I watched Heat. Talk about Heat. Yeah. Um, I I quite liked it. I thought it was okay. Wait, did you? I was gonna say your opinion. Oh, British quite, not American quite. Oh right, I quite liked it. I what are you fucking want from me? <laughs> I'm not being passive. I that one's always funny to me because the idea that the American one is more passive aggressive. No, no, no. <laughs> Saying you quite liked it means you really liked it to me. I quite liked it. Oh, it's just, okay. So it is the other way. So it's, yeah, the, yeah. it's like when someone's someone's like boyfriend comes around. You know, I quite liked him. Yeah, no, that's not, that's that's it's passive aggressive in Britain. It's like that's totally okay. a positive in America. That is a say, superlative that, on yeah, top of liking. If you say I quite liked it, it means you liked it a lot, right? Yeah. Well, I quite liked it. <laughs> in Britain, it is a qualifier to say, uh, "Yeah, yeah, I'm being polite." Oh, uh, okay. 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 Yes, I. Uh, we've got a little too many. I thought Heat was totally fine, good movie. Um, I can't wait to say I quite liked it, <laughs> which I did too. Um, uh, didn't live up to the reputation. Reputation is like the best Michael Mann movie. It's probably the worst one I've seen, but I also have seen the best Michael Mann movies from culture. Like I haven't seen, I don't know public how it's compared to last Public Enemies, public, public, public enemies. enemies. I hate Public Enemies. Well, like I've seen Collateral, Manhunter, and Miami Vice, the only other ones I've seen, which are oh, all fucking yeah, five-star yeah. all-time movies. Yeah. Um, and heat's uh, way too long, uh, but I, I did I did like it. I, I just thought that like, as a dude's rock tragic, uh, bound in this like crime drama story as the cop and the robber like uh, on an inexorable course towards each other, uh, but they're also secretly in love. Um, I've seen better ones of those, <laughs> uh, but it is a genre I like, so I still I still enjoyed it. Um, Al Pacino is going too hard in the 90s famously i know yes. famously this is what he does uh but it's a lot it's a lot uh but yeah mostly mostly had a decent time um and it's just weird like what do you even say when you watch a movie that's that over talked about like coming yeah. coming in and being like i watched the dark knight for the first time i like, felt that way know? when i saw it like 15 years ago i can only imagine that that like that hasn't changed people are weirder about heat now than they were 15 years ago i think that that's true uh, that's just correct. Yeah. Um, uh, I think my only like real reaction uh, was just how 
I don't know if this is a result of whatever grade they did on the Blu-ray, which is a total possibility. Uh, but I feel like the collateral DV camera man aesthetic was already there in Heat, which I found very impressive because Manhunter doesn't look like that at all. Yeah. Um, uh, and I was like, damn, just I I see I see the link there in a way that I didn't expect to see because I expected the uh, DV stuff to be just so influenced by the technology of the time, where this is just done on traditional film cameras. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, yeah. Movies had a good time. Destiny, what'd you watch? Um, I watched, oh, I talked about this on Battling Girls, but I watched Hollywood Chinese, uh, the Arthur Dong documentary, which was yeah, really good. Um, I would just, say it was quite good. <laughs> no, I thought that meant you didn't like it. Shut, shut <laughs> the fuck I thought it was, I thought it was a little pat. I'll be honest. I was like, I wanted to dig a little more. Oh, um, no, I thought it was great. I thought, like. I thought it was like, it, it was, it was like. It was informative and it was entertaining, but I felt like it could have gone a little harder. It's definitely an, a documentary of its era, I feel like. Um, in a I lot guess. Of I don't know. I thought like having those white actors who had done yellow face in the documentary was something yeah, I hadn't seen really before. Interesting. Um, um, just, I don't know. It, it, he like discovered a film while he was making this film, like a silent film that was made by a Chinese American woman yeah. uh, in the silent era, which is really cool um yeah uh, no it's specifically the presentation layer just like screams very like power of the cinema and late aughts like there's just a form of these kind of documentaries documentaries have their own like flavor and era too and it just felt very weird and dated to me okay i didn't just like it but yeah um, I, I thought it was i've just really seen a lot good. of documentaries of that type and it was um it was kind of weird and corny to see because <laughs> like <laughs> most of those i've seen have been like horror documentaries like all a bunch of talking heads talking about horror like culture and uh it was weird it was just weird that's all it's not bad i had a good time okay um the whole all of the white actors have to have their various array of reactions to being uh in yellow face is very funny and good um because they they just the whole gamut of like people who are like it was the time to people like nobody seemed to care i don't know why people make such a big deal out of it <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was just the time yeah um it's ridiculous this is a good documentary though it's still on criterion uh with their program of, yeah they uh, have some curated films uh yeah a bunch of them and i haven't had a chance to dig into any of them and i really really want to watch some of them mm-hmm uh let's see i was on the uh ornate stairwells recently um podcast uh the free feed will be out tomorrow assuming this goes up monday um and I, it was last week if you're in, in their patreon which you should you should support them they do a good show i was there talking about um dead or alive one and two um and we had a great time as a big two-hour podcast which will go away two and a half hours which we're aiming for like 30 minutes here so you know um we have a hard out today um and I watched Battleship Potemkin and thought it was mid. You can find my further thoughts on Red Sterols. The fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> the actual fuck is wrong with you? That movie is not mid. I'm not, I already talked about it. I already talked about it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> what you did or didn't do on other podcasts. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. You're crazy. I understand that, but I, it just didn't do anything for me. It was like, eh, kind of boring. I get no, it. it's You're not. Kind of boring. Kind of boring. What's wrong with you? You are bored. Um, it insists upon itself. 
Whatever. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it's, it's Roma Duval. <laughs> anyway, um, I uh, watched Truck Turner, uh, the nineteen seventy six Jonathan Kaplan movie starring Isaac Hayes, Yafit Koto, and the late great Michelle Nichols, um, which is just a classic black exploitation film. Um, I really enjoyed this one. That's also on Criterion. It's leaving at the end of the month, so if you want to catch it, please catch it now. Um, Hayes also did the soundtrack, because uh, it's Isaac Hayes. Um, he's like a bounty hunter um, working for Dick Miller, who's a bail bondsman who has him go after this pimp who's uh, a real mess, and he gets that guy, but his, like, the madam who runs his, the like, the house that he owned is Michelle Nichols, and she basically does a wire deal with all the other crime lords being like if you want his operation you need to get revenge for the guys who killed him and yafet koto steps up and it's fucking sick uh, it's got great fashion um it's just a really good movie i had a great time with it got some it's got like one really long car chase in it that's like one of those like 70s car chase you're like nothing here is impressive other than i feel in my heart seven people almost died doing this <laughs> <laughs> which are the best car chases you can possibly have um that's one of those uh which is always great where originally it was for it was like a white script it was going to be for lee marvin or robert mitchum or ernest borgnine and aip was like we can't get any of those guys it's gonna be a black film now <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's funny uh, which is very good um it would have been a terrible film i mean i'm sure it would have been a little different if it would have been any of those guys it would have been much it would not be a movie anyone remembers if it wasn't uh isaac hayes and yafet koto they have a whole yafet koto like thing uh program that's what this is part of um right now so it was good apparently there's a double feature with foxy brown which is also a classic movie if you would like to see some two good fucking movies those are the ones go right check on. those out um they're both 90 minutes so you get in and out in three hours um anyway that's uh that was it for me like i said if you want to see why i think that battleship Tempkins mid you can listen to ornate star <laughs> Why did you think Battleship Tempkins mid? You have to listen to Ornate Stairwells. Well, I haven't seen Dead or Alive yet, so I didn't, you know... You can listen, listen to the first hour of Ornate Stairwells before we get to Dead or Alive. I'll go and do that later, I guess, but... Yeah. Absolutely crazy talk. <laughs> anyway, our movie this week is The Apartment. The Billy Wilder written and directed film starring Jack Lemmon, Shirley McCain, uh, McLean, Fred McMurray. Um, this came out in 1960. Jackson, what's this about? Um, okay, so Jack Lemon uh, is Baxter, Mr. Baxter, buddy, what's his yeah. first name? C.C. Baxter. C.C. Baxter. Uh, everyone calls him buddy. Uh, he uh, works at an insurance firm on the fucking set from Playtime. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just the world's biggest skyscraper of desks forever just desks on desks on yes, desks that room is like a forced perspective trick with like yes. kids in the back it's really good it's really good it's uh it's some um like the split desk from lord of the rings type stuff yes. going on in that room uh just the massive room of desks he is a like mid-tier just insurance salesman working on the phone uh and he is uh making his way through this organization doing favors for people and that favor is letting them use his apartment when they are picking up girls who they are not married to uh generally just letting his bosses have the key waiting outside and then going in afterwards uh and because it's he has to keep it on the down low he has to like deal with all of his neighbors thinking he's a really annoying 
uh, playboy that keeps having fights with and also loud sex with everyone in the on the planet <laughs> because <laughs> the people are not considerate when they're at his apartment uh, of the people around him. Uh, uh, this leads us into the main conflict, which is his boss discovers this, uh, and like the boss of the whole company, but the whole company discovered this and basically bullies his way to get exclusive rights to the apartment uh, while he's kind of trying to get out of it. Uh, but he's enjoying, he gets a promotion out of this and he's enjoying it. He's also crushing on the elevator girl, who happens to be the girl that the boss is seeing. Um, they kind of bounce around this for like half the movie uh, while uh, she's really upset with uh, being treated shittily by this boss who keeps dangling this the promise of leaving his wife. He's never going to leave his wife. Um, and uh, the secretary, who was like the previous girl for the boss, uh, fills, uh, fills the elevator lady and uh, Fran in on this. Uh, there's a big conflict. Uh, he leaves her at the apartment alone, um, and she takes a bunch of sleeping pills and tries to kill herself, uh, leaving Jack Lemon to come home while he's picked up someone else and then kick her out to attempt to try to care. Uh, to both care for Fran and also cover up the fact that it wasn't him, it was his boss, and keep this out of the news. Uh, this goes on for the rest. Like the, the second half of the movie is trying to keep this impossible ruse together as it keeps falling apart in various ways. Her brother comes around and beats him up. Uh, his neighbors, like the doctor, helps save her, and uh, it's like I don't know, man. This doesn't seem very believable, but he goes along with it. Um, and uh, his wife, he ends up leaving his wife, but only because he was forced. Uh, as the secretary uh, like fills his wife in on <laughs> how much cheating he'd been doing. Uh, which leads to a situation at the end where he finally, you know, he's finally left his wife for her, even though it's been forced, uh, and he gives uh, Jack Lemon the promotion he's always wanted in the like, next to the executive suite. Uh, and at the very end of the movie, he's like, "Oh, yeah, I need, I need the key back then, so I can keep going to your apartment." Uh, and he quits rather than allowing that to happen. Uh, and in an unhappy dinner, when uh, Fran realizes. That he's done that. Uh, she runs to him and they go to the apartment and he confesses his love and she's like, well, deal the gin rummy that's been the running gag <laughs> in the movie. And that's the end. Hollywood romance. That's it. It yeah. is the most prototypical uh, Hollywood romance. I've seen this movie before. Dustin's seen this movie before. Um, I really like it. And I remember when I first watched it, I remember I was like, kind of like, eh, this is just okay until about the halfway point when she uh, almost dies and it's just them hanging out for the rest of the movie and really picked up. And on rewatching it, that's exactly still true. <laughs> hey, guess what? How, how I felt about this movie. <laughs> I think it's okay. But then once he starts like having to cover for her and the their scenes and the scenes with the doctor and the other people in his apartment complex, I was like, that, yeah, this is really, this is classic. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very funny. Um to me how much like and I, that stuff's like it's not like bad it's like a bunch of very funny like guys all being ridiculous assuming they have unique and special privileges for this apartment as he just like flop sweats his way through scheduling conflict um and that stuff's all like good on paper but it really is like oh she shows up and she's the best part of this movie and when they are just interacting it really fucking works <laughs> yes Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I really liked it. It's a classic. I um love this movie. I think the acting is just peak like romantic comedy acting and it it makes me happy to watch uh Shirley McLean and Jack Lemmon together. 
Um, this time I was really, uh, Fred McGrain's movie, just fucking bringing it. He's so good as this fucking slimy guy who sucks. He sucks so bad. He's so yes. fucking slimy. <laughs> the bit where, uh, J- Jack Lemmon calls him on Christmas morning as his family is opening their, like, rocket ship presents. Everything's, like, rocket ship themed, because it's 1960. Um... And he's just, like, trying to cover that he's talking about a girl who almost died that he was, like, seeing on the side. It's just good. I love that whole bit. Uh, yeah. And the extent to which, like, Bud bends over to take all the hits for all the people who are treating him like shits. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, no, he totally still loves you and doesn't hate you. Yes. <laughs> this movie um, got ten Academy Award nominations and won five of them. Yeah. Just letting you know how popular it was. Yeah, no, big deal. I mean, I guess it makes sense because, like, this movie's about to die. Like, the sixties are coming. Oh yeah, no, this. I mean, even even this movie, I think, is deliberately meant to be. I mean, this was originally going to be made like a couple years earlier, right after some like it hot, and um, just didn't happen right away. And uh, you know, this is this is in many ways like a throwback, right? It's like yeah. The, I think this is this isn't the last black and white movie to like win an Oscar, but it's almost the last black and white movie, and everything else is like a much more of a deliberate throwback after this. Yeah, uh, this is just this feels like, and it's conscious, right? Because it's about these old men and these adver- yes. and this like insurance firm, not advertising as Mad Men, which just nicks from this a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's definitely consciously being about the old days. Yes, uh, even at the time. And yet, weird, but it, yeah, weirdly ahead of its time for like talking about adultery in, in a in a area where the code is still going strong, and getting away with like a lot of like overt sexual stuff uh, because it is uh, comedy. I'm surprised how much they can get away with in this movie. Yeah, that's kind of a Billy Wilder trick. Like he's kind of known for getting away with shit because he's funny um in his scripts or or, i don't know if he like wrote this wrote this but yeah that's like the thing he's known for um my favorite line in this movie is when he's yelling like to her uh (laughs) he's opening the door at the same time and he says i don't want to take advantage of you like i did last night in bed and the doctor just or no 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 it's it's not the doctor it's her brother-in-law is standing in the doorway (laughs) oh i i could not believe they got away with that line uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, I mean, the first time I saw this, I was really shocked at how dark the second half is. Um, just because it, it evokes like classic Hollywood cinema, but the uh, like of the code era. And I guess it's still like, you know, this is like right coming right out of it or whatever. Yeah, but, the like, code is nine years away from being abolished. Yeah, but like this is this is because it's because it's Billy Wilder and, you know, it's a big deal movie, blah, 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 um, has all the trappings of classic Hollywood. Uh, it just gets to be about like a guy who once tried to kill himself and a woman who just tried to kill himself, kill herself doing a bunch of jokes about suicide for half an hour. Um, yes. And I just was like, man, not expect this out of a movie like this. Um, and that's stuff. And also the, the first half of the movie is all about just like guys just love to be stepping out and fucking. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They do love to be doing that. Yes. Um, and uh, it's just like is much more like as- aggressive about like the content in a way that I thought was uh, surprising. Oh. It feels contemporary, weirdly. Like it's dated and contemporary at the same time. I like there's, I don't know how to. There's a 
there's a bit where he starts complaining. He's like, I got to go out. The only thing we got in here is frozen pizza. And I was like, what the fuck's a frozen pizza look like in 1960? And was like looking at ads of frozen pizzas. They looked really bad is the thing. They looked I mean, really bad. He's, he's like eating like a TV dinner at yes. the start of the movie. And I'm like, man, what is a 1960 TV dinner like? Yeah. Uh, um. He, he, yeah, he eats TV dinner in front of the TV as he's like gets annoyed by the ads from the movie that he was going to watch. So he has to go and he like ch- checks the other three channels and they're all playing westerns and he hates westerns apparently <laughs> this joke's so fun this is the maybe the most like overtly really stupid joke in the movie yes because <laughs> everything else is mostly just like sly dialogue bits uh but this is just like a ridiculous game <laughs> where they keep running commercials for commercials before the movie plays and he just has to turn the tv off it's really funny my favorite running gag is in the script where the business jargon thing is putting wise after the end of every word. So like office wise, this is pretty big and movie wise, this is pretty good. <laughs> like, just, they keep doing it. It's it's like relentless. It gets old and then they just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, this is definitely like aware of business culture in the way that like playtime would later send up or, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's definitely cognizant of like the hell that people live in where like he starts and he's just like talking about the business he works at and how many employees there are and how great that is blah 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 um and uh, knows a bunch of weird facts you only know if he was like really enthused about his job he stays late all the time and then like there's a bit later on when like uh her uh brother-in-law comes in and asks about her where the guy's like oh i know who she is we're all one big happy family here i know all my employees and i'm like no you don't you only know who she is because you're fucking her or you were fucking her Mm-hmm. um that stuff's all really good i love it well she's like specifically like a um she works in the elevator so it's yes. like an object of harassment in a much more direct way than some yes. of the other women who work there behind the yes. telephone yes uh, uh and then like it didn't dwell that long in it but it's definitely very explicit about it and also like time underlines that by the fact that that's the job that doesn't exist anymore yeah uh that like the the telephone uh you know all the jobs that got cut with the women jobs in this movie right like the, that's yeah. the the corporate cruft that went away is every single person having their own secretary and the entire board of telephone operators and the elevator girls i yeah. thought it was um, very funny that he replaces miss olsen with an older woman Yes, yeah, so the new secretary is just an old lady. Yeah, that's a joke they literally steal from Mad Men. Yes, they, they yeah, they just literally I, I, steal that. I, 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 I turn to M. I turn to M and I go, "Oh, it's Miss Blankenship. <laughs> 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 she was an astronaut. Uh, this is. A- <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Mad Men fan, so I was eating it up because <laughs> I had forgotten. Uh, yeah. And then they talk about the apartment in Mad Men just. As an aside, and there's a joke about how like the elevator person would not be a white girl um, in real life, and I always thought that was funny. Yeah, because this is a, this, there are no black people in this movie, like not even there's one. Like, I don't th- think. There's like there's three, a shoe shine guy, and then there, there's, there's a, oh yeah, there's yes. a lady in the background who's like just like delivering files. I think there's one other. Mm-hmm. There's a guy that gets a tip and says "much obliged." Yes, the shoe shine <laughs> guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it just doesn't even tackle that. No, no. It's, it's not that kind of party. Um, <laughs> I was watching this movie. And so the premise is he he makes like $95 a week or whatever. He has an $85 a month apartment 
uh, which is the largest apartment I've ever seen New Yorkers have. Um, <laughs> but even in, in the notes on Wikipedia, it's like, oh, they had to like make a set that was more run down and like so different than the New York apartments in like, because most New most apartments in fiction are like the rope apartment, which is just like an entire floor of a building, you know? <laughs> right. Um, and so it's meant to be like a smaller, like more realistic apartment. But even now that apartment would be cut into thir thirds and each sublet for like a million dollars. <laughs> yes um but uh a month. the i was i was watching this movie and I, this is like just uh you know somebody's just goofing on movie. i'm like if he's got promoted twice now why didn't he just get a second apartment <laughs> why didn't he just let the guys have that one right. and go get a nicer apartment for himself he can afford it by then yes why is the boss having to rent an apartment like having to secretly do a deal he's the fucking boss of the company yes he can get an apartment he has enough money to tip every there's a scene where they're in a chinese restaurant and he's leaving and he tips like four different people as he's leaving he tips the bartender yes. he tips the piano player and he's just and he gives her a hundred dollars and like he's giving everyone money why can't he buy his own apartment the and the implication is like this is the thing they're also paying for is for his like ability to like take it right like he mm -hmm. covers up for them uh there's no paper trail there's no like if he rented another apartment he'd be renting another apartment right and he'd be yes. going there yes uh, yeah whereas this is like oh i i guess it's jack lemon keeps picking up girls every day yes. <laughs> oh i think the neighbors are my favorite part of this movie they're so good I when she comes it. in and says no you will not wash up these dishes because you'll break them <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the doctor's Just give wife. them back to me. And I know yeah. they're all just a bunch of, like, Jewish stereotypes from Hollywood. I know it, but but I love depictions of New York, and I love that they put that in there, and it, it's so dumb and, like, cartoony, and <laughs> it's just an interesting relic of the time. <laughs> uh, please enjoy my uh, spec scripts where I flip the neighbors of Peter Parker and Jack Lemmon in the apartment. <laughs> Uh, Red. Peter Parker gets the doctors <laughs> and Jack Lemmon gets the, the Russian girl who brings him cake god the horny Russian girl from Spider-Man she's so horny <laughs> that might be one of the like all time jokes from that like the 2000s in cinema is the Russian girl in Spider-Man who just like all you have to do is kind of horny look to camera sometimes at Spider-Man he'll be confused <laughs> um yeah it's good. This movie's just like a great crowd pleaser. Um, I love the bit at the end where they he's leaving and she comes in and she's just like, shut up and deal. It's great. Classic ending. You're out. Classic. You, don't need, yeah. you, you know it's going to go good for them. They're fine. Uh, yeah. I, I like the way that he... There's like the broadly the plot is also him like he's you know he's a climber, right? He's, he's here yes. at the corporate thing and then he's realizing that that's not bringing him any happiness so he, he, he quits it for love or whatever. But in... The way in like this movie in the nineties would have way more like stuff around that. It doesn't show what his next job gonna be or he, he doesn't have like a passion lined up in the background. Like it's like, oh I'm gonna do what I really like. He's yes. just gonna get a different job at a different company. <laughs> uh, um probably I not mean, in New York. <laughs> infamously at this point, um uh Kevin Spacey thanked Jack Lemon when he won the Oscar for American Beauty because he was just doing this guy. Yep. Uh, I have not seen American Beauty and probably won't now. Yeah, given everything. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, it was my favorite movie uh, in 1999. Like, but that is all about like this character. Like, 
if if she hadn't shown back up and he just like quit his job and he had a wife now and he kind of just sucks and is like navel gazing at what that means about his life uh in the worst indulgent way that's what american beauty is mm-hmm. well there you go um yeah no time for that in this movie Mm-mm. yeah it's just very strange to see like this kind of corporate uh plot about whether i'm committed to the company or to being a person pl- like it's played without the you know because i'm in the 80s it's become so obsessed with like materialism as a thing which is just not conceived of in the same way he's not like got stuff he's not like oh my soulless apartment full of money isn't bringing me joy what i need is a true connection in the way that you, that you would do in 20 years yeah uh it is interesting i don't really have like a conclusion other than it's uh just has a different feel yes um and obviously like shadow mcclain's fantastic in this movie in a way that is so thankless I mean, some of it's really showy and good, but the part where, like, the entire the entire movie hinges on the fact that you have to believe that she would actually kill herself over Sheldrake. Yeah, <laughs> you have to believe you have to believe that, or the movie doesn't work. And somehow she pulls it off. It's incredible. And like, it's not in like a way where she is like Hollywood hysterical, right? She's just no. like, man, I I w- I put myself out there and ate it on this one, and I my my honor will just not allow me to survive that. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's played really well like yes. that stuff in the middle of the movie is so so obviously the best stuff in the film it's fantastic mm-hmm. yeah um i haven't seen a lot of her like classics i should go back and fix this have you seen the trouble with harry uh nope oh okay she's in um sweet charity which is a movie i haven't really like seen that haven't seen um, children's hour haven't seen oh, terms of endearment children's hour yeah she's great in terms of endearment she's great like i don't know yeah. i just i i like her more than her brother <laughs> fair enough warren Beatty. for people who yes. don't know people yeah, don't know that enough. i don't know if people know anymore that's true um mm-hmm. i mean yeah I, I i like dick tracy as much as pretty much anyone but I don't give a shit about War Beatty. Oh, I just think she's this a better a f- actor. Fam- famous position you hold. <laughs> Dick Tracy's good? Yes. <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde's fine. I don't I don't hate it. I'm, uh, I'm here for Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, Those are the fun- only two Warren Beatty movies I think I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> the two the two falls are, Warren, yes. are Dick Tracy and Bonnie and Clyde. Yes. Yeah. yeah, okay. The other thing I read about this, just on Wikipedia... Uh, was that Fred McMurray was approached by women in the street for ma- and berated for making a dirty, filthy movie. <laughs> oh, that's funny. A woman hit him with her purse. Because <laughs> he's such a dick in this movie. He is such a dick in this movie. He's heartless. The thing is, this is exactly the character he's playing his entire career, it's just they're always the good guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, him in Double Indemnity is not not this guy. No, God, yeah. no, yes, absolutely. Man, yeah. that's a movie as well. Ah, oh, that's a good movie. Yeah. Billy Wilder just kind of doesn't miss. That's the that's the secret. Yep. Yeah, I gotta see see some more of his stuff. Yeah, I've only seen, only seen a couple. Identity, some like, like it I haven't hot. seen Sunset mm-hmm. Boulevard. I like Some Like It Hot. Some Like It Hot's pretty good. Um, yeah, I haven't seen Sunset Boulevard, which is fucked up. Yeah, that's either. a great movie. Um, anyway, do you want to move to questions? Like I said, yeah, we let's got get to questions. Out. We got a, we got a hot out, so. We've had a bit of a mess this morning. All right. Our first question, uh, oh, I didn't write, nope, never mind, just a second, I was going them in the wrong order, that's why. Um, Hilver writes in, which director has the best recurring cast of actors? Who are you picking for your recurring cast? You just get two actors, no overlaps. Do they have to be alive? Mm, I'm going to say no. Sick. Well, they're Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who has the best recurring first? 
Oh. <sighs> I think Paul Thomas Anderson's pretty... Uh, he always strikes it out the park. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody old-timey. No, you get one because there's no oh, overlap. Okay, so you can't okay, say more okay, people. Okay. You just eat up our Sorry, answers. sorry, sorry. Jackson. Oh, well, I guess in that case I'll say like Wes Anderson. Okay. Yeah. Very boring. The most white boy answer on, on the planet, but it is good. I do like his stuff. <laughs> he does use a good stable. Um, yeah, that's fair. Um, I think I would probably go with, um, yeah, I'm going to say Tarantino. I think he just gets the right people. And I love that he gets a lot of older actors work who that's otherwise are just in terrible fucking horror movies. Um, <laughs> so true. <laughs> Uh, so you're recurring two recurring actors, Jackson. You said Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. Who else? Oh, I just need a good character actor. I don't fucking know who my second guy. Everyone else go. I'll, I'll come okay. with my second guy in a bit. Destiny. I'll let you go first. Uh, Samantha Morton, and um, shit. Uh, Angela Bassett. <laughs> That's good. I like that one. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna pick uh, George Clooney and uh, Pamela Adlon. Ooh. Um, I still, I still don't have another guy. Um, I, I don't know. I genuinely don't, don't know. I don't, I don't think about it in this way. I haven't thought in these terms since like a decade. I had a hard break with my "I want to be a movie person one day" life and just mm -hmm. gave up. Uh, so I don't have a I don't have necessarily a good answer. Can't think of a single actor you like. I'll put Tony Long in my movies if you want me to. I mean, yeah. I can I can That's say guys. I just yeah. I, uh, I mean, I guess I could say a million actors that are really good that I like. But. Uh, Sylvan writes in uh, as a great lover of romantic comedies. I've often thought that they're the genre with the worst ratio of good to bad movies. I think it's horror movies, but that's my like yeah. genre. So. Um, do you think there's a genre or style of movie with even more bad movies? Oh well, yeah, uh, horror movies. I would say horror. Um, I would say. I think action. I genuinely think action films have the highest quality quantity of just terrible fucking movies. Mm. Oh, easy. Honestly, easily. Yeah. Um, like maybe it was horror films a few decades ago when they were just the cheap yes. ones that you could make. But now yeah. that the like we now that film production shifted fairly significantly since the eighties. Yeah. Um, there's so many bad action movies that just suck. Uh, do you have a personal favorite trashy rom-com? Mine's definitely Failure to Launch, which I haven't seen. Favorite trashy rom-com? I don't... It's not trashy so much as it is, like, probably in poor taste. I really like Fifty First Dates. <laughs> okay. Mine is... Um, it's not necessarily... It's not trashy. It just... The premise is really problematic, but I love this movie. Uh, Overboard. Oh, yeah. I hate Overboard so fucking much <laughs> that son oh I had to watch it at school for some reason Why? in a limited time at school that I paid for I had to watch Overboard it's one of the worst movies I've seen in my goddamn life but you were not to know that it would make me implode like this the, the Kurt Russell one? <laughs> yes where he fucking kidnaps the girl and Stockholm yeah. Syndrome's into loving her yeah. oh I hate it it's fucked nightmare up. movie oh it was a childhood staple it, my my mom loved it so we were he's not even charming in it no, he's I, just a fucking I disagree weirdo. I disagree I think he's charming as fuck it's the actors sell that cause that plot is fucked <laughs> Um, I just like Drew Barrymore, and Never Been Kissed would also be high on my list, which Ooh. is like even which is also a fucked up premise. I like that movie um, too. Fifty First Days. If you don't know, she has like amnesia, like there, uh, 
and so she doesn't remember anything. Like she has no short term memory. She resets every day. Yes. And he he falls in love with her, and uh, they eventually like just have a relationship that's fucked up and weird. Because every day she has to like be reminded. They like have they have a kid. I think at the end of that, yeah, they have a kid, and it's like every morning she has to like watch a video of of like introducing what her life is because she doesn't remember. That's upsetting. Yeah. That's real, man. This, uh, <laughs> this genre's weird. <laughs> Never been kissed is about Drew Barrymore as a reporter who goes who has to go into a high. She goes undercover to high school. Uh, to do like a human interest story and she's like a young reporter who's like never had a relationship and ends up falling for it can't be one of the students is it it's I have a no teacher idea. okay good 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 good, good. <laughs> the teacher doesn't know that she's a reporter so right exactly until uh later in the thing so mm-hmm. man bad all over i haven't seen it in a time but i remember liking it quite a bit i don't know if i have an answer because there are like romantic comedy that I like but I never really had like a trashy rom- I got in for like I really like Annie Hall which is a very stupid you know looking back on it way yeah. also <laughs> trashy in its own way now um and then I'm only you know my, yeah. you know, my I mean, entire I like, life I like Hill, but I, that, I just don't think a Tom Hanks make Ryan movie classifies as trashy um, right but I'm good, like I don't but it's not trashy. I don't want to I don't necessarily have like the pulls in this way. Yeah. Like I guess you could say I re- I remember liking Chasing Amy. I'm sure that's really Chasing weird. Amy's yeah. pretty all right. We watched it. Re- we watched it like two years ago or something. Dusty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we did. Yeah. And it's actually There's... still pretty funny. There's... If you're willing to like entertain <laughs> Kevin Smith writing a movie about what gay people are like because he has gay <laughs> friends, but he's the straightest man in the world. Um, there's stuff there. There's some weird moral morality stuff. I mean, it's no different yeah. than the apartment's weird morality stuff, really. Um, I just remember the final like climax scene being one of the most like deeply hilariously pathetic things that any human's ever <laughs> done. Yes, that part's yes. fair. Um, uh, in a way that stuff there. I'm very fun for. I uh, didn't mean that at the time. I think it's like very yeah. uh, forward thinking about like the like just what men have to get over to like be people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, our next question is from Adam. If you were to all go on a voyage across the ocean, on or in a famous movie sea vessel. What vessel would you choose? A famous um, movie sea vessel. The thing is, while I do like... Master Commandership, obviously. Yeah, well, no, no, because I have to be on it, which I would hate to be. <laughs> Fair You're right. Like, I love naval aesthetics and in, in yeah. just fiction, but I don't like the sea or boats. Uh, uh, the down periscope, terrible submarine. How about that? <laughs> oh! Oh! I mean, at this rate, it's just going to be like a fucking sci-fi thing of some kind that I don't have to worry about. Oh, yeah. Fair I want to be on the Life Aquatic uh, submarine. What is that called again? I do not remember what it's called. Okay. But I do know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. The, the No, you will not remember this, because nor should you, but in... um. <laughs> They did this twice in both in like two Spy Kids movies. They make a big show of how they have like super magical underwater submarines where they can just like put McDonald's. They have like, you know how astronauts have like fake food. They just put them in a microwave and it comes out as a full McDonald's meal. That was mm. one of the gags in Spy Kids. I remember, and it really stuck with me as a seven-year-old at the time. <laughs> but I assume it would not stick with you as you were significantly older. No. Uh, Tron Wright said, "What's your favorite looking shot in this movie?" Um, it's really boring, but it's just like some of the shots in the apartment where they're talking to each other. I think this ha- this movie has just fantastic, like l- just enough shadows on everyone's face to make it look dramatic enough when they're oh, it's a really like, talking. Nice movie. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah, like it's not overbearing. It's not like Night of the Hunter, which I also love, but it wouldn't work here. Just the <laughs> that black and white. 
<laughs> yeah. I really like the uh, long shot of the big office that transitions to the nighttime where it's just him working. I think that's really good. That one is really good. I don't think I have an answer. I, I was more focused on the dialogue. I don't know. Okay. Um, and then what are your favorite shitty bosses in film or television? Oh, The Devil Shitty is Prada, Met Merle Street. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. It's a really good bad boss movie. Yeah. I like, I mean, like Michael Clayton, obviously, the Maybe, shittiest yes. boss in cinema. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's some shitty bosses, Michael Clayton. Um, uh, Boston Legal. Yeah, I, I, that was my problem. I only thought of television when the question was asked. My brain went like to there, Mr. Space. There has categorically never been a worse boss than Denny Crane in all of history. So I don't know. Madman has some bad ones. Mm. I am the one sleeping with his wife. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Um. Anyway, that's it. Uh, next time, Dusty, what are we watching? I don't know how to pronounce this movie, but we're watching last year at Marinbad. Okay. The Alan Rene film. Yeah. Um, so we'll be there. Hopefully it'll be in two weeks. Hopefully Dusty will have a new mic by then. We'll see. Um, and uh, thanks for listening. Plugs, Dusty, go. At Fridge Buzz now on the internet. And my other podcast, Badland Girls, is on abnormalmapping.com slash Badland Girls. Jackson, you, can find, you can find me at Headfills Off on Twitter.com. You can find the podcast that me and M do at abnormalmapping.com. A whole bunch of podcasts there. We podcast a little too much. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being. You can support all of our podcasts at patreon.com slash normalmapping. Uh, for $1, you get great Gundam project. We're watching Digimon Tamers right now. There's a Gundam too, but you know, Digimon Tamers is what people are showing up for. The Gundam's really good. Um, $5 for watching Blockbusters. We're literally about to go record that about the Iron Giant. That'll be out probably around the same day this is. We'll see. We Probably one day difference there. We'll see how my editing goes. That'll be fun. Uh, we don't even know what we're doing next. And for $10, you get VoIP Life, where every two weeks we hang out and talk about movies and games and other bullshit, whatever we're doing. Um, lately, it's been mostly game stuff, but there was a movie episode just a couple episodes ago where we had uh, Autumn and Eve on to talk about all sorts of movies and shit. That was some time ago now, actually, when I think about it. Time goes. Time keeps moving. Yeah, unfortunately does. Anyway, uh, that's it. Until next time, movies! Now more than ever. Don't expect to like them. You always do a silly movie like, now more than ever, every yes. time you do that. It, it feels right. <laughs>